But I want to uh, I want to share some things that the Lord unveiled to me this week, and you know, just part just speaking about serving. Just can we thank our worship team? Come on, just give them a big. It's all right to clap, right? I do. I love it. Love it. And sometimes you know. How many know there's dynamics to worship? If you don't, there are. And what happens is there's usually something you got to bring breakthrough somehow. But tonight we didn't have too much to deal with, right? It just came right, right in like we prayed in the back room. So it, let it be, Lord, every week. You know, we want to be like that every week. Just right in and up, up in the air, up, up and away. <laughs> so I just want to encourage people to just pray. Pray before you come in. Come in, be ready. Amen. If we if we come in prayed up, then you don't have to be uh, weak. Uh, things that are just holding us back. You know what I'm saying? We're just dealing with our stuff. And so the Lord wants to uh, reveal some things before you get here so you can deal with it. And then you come in and you're free. Right? Because we all have self-like maintenance to do. <laughs> right? I do. I don't know about the rest of you. I know I'm the only one probably in the room. But <laughs> Holy Spirit, help us. Right? To receive. So I'm just going to encourage us tonight with uh, some visions I received. Is that okay? How many know in the last days God's going to pour out His Spirit and we have visions? God's going to pour out new wine, new oil, and I'm just going to share some things because I think it's going to help us. And uh, I just had, I had thoughts of, of sometimes we have life and we have struggle, and I, I'm just going to give a quick, uh, a quick illustration of yesterday for me. Because I thought about it as I was sitting here, and I don't know why it just came in like this, but, but sometimes God wants to pull us into something fresh and new, and there's sometimes we have the, the struggle of life. And I'm just going to share with you that I was on the, on the back of a boat yesterday. From right, we, were at, we were at a friend's house and doing graduation uh, events, and we had some fun, and I still think I'm 20. <laughs> you know? And it was real windy, and I was on a tube, and I was getting pulled around by the back of a boat. And this is like life for us. I just started thinking about this. No, it is. It's like life, right? And you're being pulled around by life, by the thing that drives you, the something driving us all. <laughs> it depends on what, what are you holding on to. I'm going to ask you that question tonight because God wants to open up some things for us tonight, and I just want to talk about this because when, as I was being dragged, I fell off once real quick. I said, no, I'm going at it again. Like, I don't <laughs> learn too quick like that, and, and then I got up on it again, and I'm just hanging behind on a tube. But, you know, I took like three or four biff, biff, biff to the face. Like, and it was hard because the waves were hitting, and George was trying to knock me off. No, <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was trying to. But, but the reality is, is on, the, on the third one, I went up in the air, and I said, I'm not taking another hit to the face like this because I was airborne, and I just let go. Come on, sometimes we have to just let go. But I want to tell you this, that sometimes... The things that are pulling you across life, I hit, you're getting hit in the face. And I just have to, I really have to, sometimes our life course and our life journey, how many have been hit in the face? I've been hit in the face a lot. I don't learn well sometimes, and sometimes I get hit in the face a lot. And so I just want to, I want to encourage us tonight that the Holy Spirit wants us to learn to let go. And I think that the Lord is telling us something in, in what I'm going to share tonight because I believe God's about to open up what I talked to you about, generosity. 
there's this thing, and I'm not going to preach this not to take another offering at the end of the night, I promise you. But God is extremely generous, and what he's trying to do is position us so that we learn to let go. Sometimes we're holding on so tight to the things, and they're smacking us in the face. They're hitting us in the face. And, they, you know, you take into it, like my nose is sore today because I took a few blows to the face. It was like a boxing glove, a big one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But the reality is this. Here's what God's saying. He wants us to open our hearts so that generosity can flow. What am I saying? Jesus gave everything that he had. Remember last week we talked about just pouring out all that God had, right? Like the woman with the alabaster jar. That he, come on, she poured it all out on Jesus. She gave everything to Jesus, not to anything else. She gave it all to him. Not to anything else, just to him. And I'm telling you, there's principles that the Lord wants us to understand. Actually, it's revelation. That God wants us to see that when we grab hold of him completely and let go of everything else, we're on a better course. Come on, the, you might get hit, but you'll recover. You know, and when you get hit and you learn to let go, then come on, you're just in the ocean, buoyant. Come on, God, it's not the ocean, I was in a lake. But the reality <laughs> is you're in the water and you're in the water of his presence and, and the Holy Spirit wants us to learn to lean into his presence. Are you hearing me? And so here, I'm going to share a couple things that the Lord just began to open up to me because there's a whole lot of things going on for me personally that is going to help all of you, right? And so there's some things that I feel like the Lord is revealing and opening up, right? Like we've been in this place positioned, right? And God's doing great. Come on, awesome things. And one week, you know, come on, we're blowing out and everything is glory. And other weeks, it's just a strain and a fight. I'm just being honest, right? Sometimes I don't come in here, hallelujah, glory. Sometimes it's like, come on, can we get this over with? I'm just being honest. See, I'm just going to be honest with you and going to be transparent because most preachers won't tell you this, <laughs> right? They'll say, oh, no, I got it. I'm in faith, brother. It's, you know, you just got to walk it out. I do walk it out. But sometimes I don't feel like walking it out. And God wants to encourage you tonight to walk it out. God wants you to walk it out, walk your, walk your life out, walk the faith that God's given you. And he wants to bring you into a whole other realm of understanding who he is and who, how great he is and how generous he is and how good he is. Because he is so, so crazy good. And he is so generous. He doesn't, you don't lack one thing. Do you know that? You don't lack one gift. You don't lack one talent. You don't lack the money. You don't lack the resources. You don't lack anything. And I'm going to show you this because the Lord is really showing me about time and season because we're in a great time in the season. And I'm going to really, really encourage you now because, listen, this has been a long, long season for my life personally, personally, right? And the Lord gave me a, go ahead. He gave me the, he gave me the green flag, go, right? And I was asking, I won't get into the whole big picture, but I'm going to just touch a couple things so that you can understand where I'm coming from because God, he wants us to know the times and the seasons. And I'm telling you right now, I had asked the Lord, I had asked the Lord, God, can you just have someone give me a watch so that I know it's time to just relinquish the things that are kind of hindering me? I don't, my, my job's a blessing. Just say it. You got a job. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's God's provision over your life. What I'm saying, but for me in this season, God is transitioning, right? And God wants to transition us. And I'm not talking about everyone quitting your jobs and doing something else. I'm not, 
This is not where I'm going. Where I am going is understanding the time and the season that you're in. Because here's what I asked him for a watch. I said it doesn't have to be a, you know, it doesn't have to be a $2,000 watch. I don't need a gift of two grand. You know, I don't need that. It can be a toy. It can be a pocket watch. It can be any type of clock. Just give me a clock. <laughs> and then I repented after. Because I'm like, I had already made the decision in my heart. What? What was the decision? That I was leaving what I'm doing for my vocation, my first vocation, or my second vocation, however you want to look at it, because it's always been plan B, right? It was great. It's good. I've been blessed by it. But here's the deal. So then God, I, I, I said, Holy Spirit, I just need a sign from you. And then I got rebuked. A wicked and perverse generation looks for a sign. No, I did. I seriously got rebuked. And I'm like, okay. So... God, I, I should know, because you, as a children, as a son and a daughter of God, should know the time and the season that you're in. Are you hearing me? How many know that? You should know the time and the season that you're in, because he's made it available to you. Come on, sometimes we, try, we struggle to find our way there, but God's ultimately opening up everything up so that you know where you're supposed to be, at the right place, at the right time, so everything's there for you. Back on the boat. <laughs> Come on, someone's got to let go. I know, I got to, anyway. The Spirit of God wants us to understand what time and season you're in. I can tell you what time and season you're in. You're in time for being prepared for the greater thing that you're about to go into. You're right there. You just don't know when, and you don't know the time, and you don't know the season. But the sons of Issachar, right, were given what? They knew. That's why they were hanging out with the rest of the 12 tribes, because they knew the time and season when Israel was supposed to do certain things. Yeah. So here's the deal. God wants us to be ferocious. He wants you to be tenacious, because there's three tribes that kind of hang out together. It's Judah, it's Issachar, and then it's Zebulun, right in a row. But there's this reality that we don't understand about Judah. Judah has created you not to be praised, it's warriors. It's lion-like people that don't quit, that are ferocious after the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And you have been created to be ferocious. Come on. Almost like you annoy the enemy, right? You should. Hell should know your name, and they should be scared when you, when you walk into a room, right? Demons should shake when you come into a room. Disease should just go away when you walk into a room and say, I'm going to pray for that person. It just better get out of the way before you even get there because it's already going to happen. Right? Because you live as a ferocious person, as a ferocious breed of, of humans that have been created in the image and likeness of who? God. Right? And who is the lion of the tribe of Judah? Oh, that would be Jesus. And you're supposed to look just like him. Right? That means you don't... Yeah. You're meek, but you're ferocious. You know who you are. That means you don't stop. You know what, who God created you, what he created you to do, and you know who he created you to be. So then you stand and you, you occupy that place. You don't move from that place. You don't go backward from that place. And I'm telling you what comes behind the two things is incredible because Zebulun is all the provision. It's all the things that God's about to do. So I'll share with you just some visions that I had that, that all this kind of floated out of. And 
And Daniel opened some things up in my head when he showed me a few pictures. It was like, you know, all, all of a sudden, this is how I, I revelate. <laughs> because the Lord, ready? I'm going to give it to you right here. We'll, we'll go in the Bible and make everything legal. Because <laughs> I don't want anyone leaving saying he never read a scripture. I already read one. scripture was for the offering. Okay. <laughs> Jeremiah. Ready? We're going to talk about Nehemiah for a moment because Nehemiah, there's a perfect picture. Nehemiah 13, verse 4, and we'll get there. I'll get there somehow. There's the scripture. Go look it up. No. <laughs> no. Oh, here's the deal. Nehemiah was what? What was Nehemiah doing? He was trying to what? Rebuild. Restore. And this is the call to all of us, is to rebuild and restore the earth. I'm sorry. That can sound kind of pretentious, but we're called to restore revelation. We're called to restore the kingdom of God in the earth. That's your job. How many know your job? Now you do. Bring people to Christ. Win the world and bring the kingdom everywhere you go. So it was like this. Now, before this, it says that Eli <laughs> Here we go. Elishib, the priest, having authority over the storerooms of the house of our God, was allied with Tobiah. How many know that Tobiah was a problem? You read your Bible? Tobiah was a problem. He was a whisper. He was trying to stop God's work, Right? And he had prepared for him a large room, ready, where previously they had stored the grain offerings, the frankincense, the articles, and the tithes of grain. And the new, oh, say new wine and oil. Come on, new wine and new oil. And which, which were commanded to be given to the Levites and the singers and the gatekeepers and the offerings for the priests. I'll just keep reading and then I'll go back, okay? But during all this, I was not in Jerusalem, right? So Nehemiah wasn't there, and then he got his assignment, and then in the 32nd year of, of King Artaxerxes of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Then after, a cert, after certain days, I have, I have obtained leave from the king, and I came to Jerusalem and discovered the evil that Eli, Eliashib had done for Tobiah in preparing a room for him in the courts of the house of God. Can you, can you see things are getting ugly? Okay. It bitterly grieved me. Say this, Nehemiah is a type of Holy Spirit. Type of Holy Spirit. He's a builder. But he's a type of Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit wants to regain and rebuild. and He wants to use you to do this. Therefore, I withdrew all the household goods from Tobiah out of the room. And then I commanded them to cleanse the rooms. Everyone say, to cleanse the rooms. And then I brought back into them the articles of the house of God with the grain offering and the frankincense. And I also realized that the portions of the Levites had been given to them, for each of the Levites and the singers who did the work had gone back to his field. Huh. Say, back to his field. Not a good thing. So I contended with the rulers... And said, why is this house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their place. 
And then all of Judah brought the tithe of grain and the new wine and the, and the oil to the storehouse. Father, I pray you open this up to us. Lord, we need the Holy Spirit to understand your word, to understand your scripture. Lord, to open up revelation to us so that it goes deep. So, Father, we ask that it goes deep inside of us, that we don't escape truth, that we don't try to duck from truth. But, Lord, you go into every open door, every place we let you in. Lord, I pray we open doors right now and let you come right in. And so I just, I just tonight, I want to show us how God begins to restore and rebuild. And it comes by clearing the old out. It goes by clearing the things that have been let in by past priesthoods. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Past priesthoods, past ways, past moves, past, could be anything. Can be something good even, right? Can be a priesthood that came to, to put something into a place that it wasn't supposed to be and tries to make parameters for you to work out of. And now the Levites are now, instead of worshiping and, and, and ministering before the Lord now, now they're out in the fields trying to get there, trying to provide for themselves, right? I'm telling you, God is so generous. He will bring the Holy Spirit to do some things, right? Because I'm telling you, there's something that he wants to open up, right? He wants, to, he wants this. He wants the outpouring of Joel to come back to your life right now in these moments, tonight. The outpouring, which is what? We receive new wine, new grain. What does that all mean? That means everything that you believe for, everything that God promised, not only to, you, to yourself, but it goes to your children and your children's children. It restores a legacy that God was about to, come on, wanted, was intentional in pouring out, but man begins to move things into places where God was always supposed to be, where the priesthood was supposed to live, where the offerings were supposed to be, and then now we see that the Holy Spirit comes and totally restores everything here, because Nehemiah was building a brand new Jerusalem. He was restoring the old and bringing us into the new. So here, ready? Just quick, we'll just bounce through these. So Right, having authority over the storehouse. So he gave, right? He gave Elishib. Is that a, is, is that a good way? Sounds like a weird name. Elishib, right? The priest having authority over the storerooms of the house of God was allied to Tobiah. Here's what I'm going to say to you tonight. There's something that God is trying to do with correcting. Ready? God corrects. If, you, if we're not being changed and moved into something brand new, you know, sonship, we receive correction. God moves us into something new. So here it was. We have the priesthood that is totally making alliances, making alliances with something that is trying to tear down and not restore the house of God. No, we like it the way it is. We like it broken down. We like the walls broken down. We like the the offering's not being where they are. And I'm not talking, the offering is the storehouse where all of God has, right? There's a whole, there's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole plethora of people that don't believe in signs, wonders, miracles. They don't. They're like, it is not for today. And I'm telling you, God is trying to restore all things in the church, all things. 
It didn't die with the apostles. It didn't die somewhere in 1942. It didn't die somewhere in 1962. It didn't die somewhere else. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a whole movement that's trying to get the stuff out of the church. The works that Jesus did, trying to remove it and put it somewhere in a box, in some theological box somewhere that it doesn't even fit. And so here's what I'm telling you tonight. God is trying to, plus other things, like we've made, we've made offerings almost defiled, right? Why? Because he's trying to have a marriage with Tobiah, who's what? An Ammonite. Now, if you read what's, <laughs> listen, I can't even get into all reciprocations of having an Ammonite in the house of God, in the storehouse where all the provision is. And we wonder why certain things are blocking us from moving. And I'm telling you in the room tonight, God's trying to remove the things that are stopping the things from being blocked. Amen. Right? He's trying to remove the things that are blocking you from getting where you want to. Yes. He's, he's removing the things that have been, you've almost, you made a, a covenant with those things. And God says, no, because ally, it's an agreement. I agree with you. And we're going to not agree with what, God, with what God's trying to open up. Right? We're going to agree with what he's trying to open up, and we're going to not agree with the things that close things up. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. So there's so, much, there's so much here, because this is what I saw. This is what I saw the other night. I saw the, the Lord just running a ship. This is why we're going back to this whole thing about Zebulun. Because Zebulun was the, was, were the ones that were on the coast. They were the merchant ships. They were the ones that brought the provision and they allowed the things to move in and out, and in and out. So Issachar knew, ready? I'm not confusing you. Are you confused? No one's confused yet. Issachar was the one that knew the times and the seasons. Zebulun knew where to bring the provision. And I'm telling you, there's things that God has stored up for you that are waiting. They're out there. They're out in the sea, and they're in, in God's ocean. Come on, they're outside. They're waiting for you to bring it in. And you just need to know what time you're in. Nehemiah was in the right place at the right time. He was there to bring the provision of the Lord back. Right? He was there to bring the generosity of who God was back to the house of God. Right? And so here's the deal. Listen, there's so much happening right now. Can we open that door? Because if we close that door, it like suffocates us. And I'm suffocated already. There's a reality that God wants to bring us into. Can I tell you this? He's so generous. No, do you have generous friends? Because I've got some, I have, I have a, a bunch of friends that are really generous. They're generous with their time. They're generous with, their, with their, anything they have. They're just, because if you're around generous people, you notice some things. Right? They don't worry about giving. God never, ever worries about what he's about to give you. Right? Half the time when you, when you meet with someone who's generous, it's hard for us to receive. Come on. I'm telling you, whatever the vision is, God's putting people. He'll put people around you, but he's the one person that's going to sustain everything that you're about to receive. He's the one person. If we need healing in our lives, he's the one person that, 
There'll be people to pray for you. There'll be, be people to lift you up. But I'm telling you, there's something about what he's about to do. He's about to bring people into your life. So I had this, I had this picture of the Lord, the Lord himself, coming in with a ship, a big ship, and moving in with all provision on it. And it had attached to it more and more things. And there was a fleet, but the Lord at the head. What is that? Is that for me personally? I don't think so. But if you're in the room, you can take it right now. See, that's the thing about Revelation. There's something, when, when I just begin to re release things, there's something about Revelation that you can take it for yourself if you have a faith to believe for it. Because some of you need provision to get some places that God's called you to. Some of you need provision for, for things that you've been believing God to do inside of you that he wants to do, and you just have to reach out and take it, right? Tonight, you can just take it. Because there's new oil and new wine because it's being replaced, right? The old thing that was in there that was defiling it was in there. And, and the Lord says this, let's get this out of here. The Holy Spirit came in and said, we're clearing this room out. It should have never been for the one who's, who's trying to deter what God's trying to do. And I'm there's, a per there's a crazy picture here. But the Spirit of God is trying to pull the things out that are in rooms Come on. Inside you, there are many rooms. <laughs> There's many places, and God wants to remove the things that are in the way of what he's about to do so that he can fill it. How many, how many believe that the Holy Spirit can do it in one moment? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you have faith, he can do it in a moment. And we just have to see what the Lord is doing. We have to know the season we're in. And I'm telling you, and I saw this in the spirit. I saw these angels that were just being released. And they were legions of angels. And they had, they had like this crazy laser-like armor on them. I'm telling you, I saw this stuff on, at men's group. I'm, I don't know. I'm not apologizing for it. I'm telling you this because there is crazy help all around us. Even tonight, there was the angelic pre, uh, presence released. And what I'm saying to you is, how many know what an angel looks like? A couple people. Good. You know what? They can change what they look like any, at any point in time. And there's legions of angels that you haven't even seen. And here's what I'm saying to you. I saw them going up into the heavenlies and taking out everything. Why? Because their, their wings were like razor-like, and they were just whoosh, cutting through darkness, cutting demons out of the sky, cutting things out of the way that we don't need hanging over us. How many, want, how many like to contend with the stuff that's going on around you. I don't like it. I'll take it. Get rid of it. Thank you, Jesus. Like, seriously. And I'm telling you, this is what I saw. I saw this angelic just go up, and it was a legion. Like, they were, you couldn't even number them. But they were, they were in this laser-like armor. It was all full of light. How many think they might have come from heaven? Yeah. I don't think they came from hell. No, because I know that they were trashing the powers of darkness. And I'm not talking about this to make some high and lofty thing. Oh, look at me. No. No, I believe this is what God's plan has been for the whole region. Right? For the entire America because there's veils over everyone's eyes. And God's looking to, can he turn a nation in a day? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And I'm telling you, I have faith to believe tonight that whatever's been holding you back, that the, that the darkness is being cut. I'm telling you, I saw these wings and they were like this scary like, if you got in front of it, it would cut you down. It would cut you down like no ifs, ands, or buts. Where is it in Scripture? 
He gives his angels charge concerning me. I don't know. I don't know, but it didn't describe it like I'm describing it to you. Do you understand? And so who, and, and I don't want us to get stuck on the theology of angels. I want us to just really realize that God has, he wants you to have faith that they're moving in the earth and they're cutting down the powers of darkness that are holding things back from you and that are holding the atmospheres down. And I saw these nets being cut and people were free everywhere. So there's been a previous season that the church has settled for in place of that which God wants to produce, in place of what God wants to release. What I'm telling you tonight is don't settle. Do not settle for something that looks like it might be good. Listen, I don't know how, how long Tobiah was in there bunked up. But all I know is, thank God, Nehemiah came in and threw him out. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to throw things out that don't look like him, that are not in, they don't, it doesn't look like the offering that God wants. It's the provision for the priesthood. It's the provision for the priesthood. It's the, it's the Im immense things that we need. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you are a royal priest. I'm telling you. You are a royal priesthood, a holy generation. It's not for the priest. No, I hate that. Like, we got to get out of this mindset. Oh, it's just for the ones up there. No, it's for everyone. It's for everyone. And God wants to break it out. I'm being choked. So God, he doesn't want us to settle for something good on a generation. He wants us to settle for the best on a generation. Do you hear what I'm saying? Right? And so I believe this, you know, when it talks about, um, it talks about Nehemiah receiving, he was obtained the leave from the king. The king said, go ahead, go build. Go back, go build. I'm letting you loose from Babylon, go build. And he went back. And so I believe this, the Lord was speaking about something about fresh anointing, right? How many want the new wine? How many want the fresh oil? How many want what God's about to pour out in these days? I believe there's something that he wants to pour out in these days. And it's not looking like what you thought it looked like. It's wild and it's free. And I mean free, not just free. It is free, but it's also free. Like it makes you free. It makes you completely free. How many know when you're filled with good wine, you don't think much about what's happening next to you? At least I didn't. And God wants to pour that out on your life, sanctified and holy and pure, right? So that your life begins to reflect and begins to emanate what God looks like through you. I can't do it without the wine. I can't do it, do it without a fresh anointing. And there's a new breed that's going to begin to release the anointing of God, the fire of God, the oil of God, the wine of God. You can't sit back and be despondent about it. <laughs> no. 
I'll find you. <laughs> so he wants us to be reformers, you know that? He wants a reformation. It's not even about even revival. It's about reforming the whole thing. It's a new era. It's an era we never understood, never, never could comprehend. It's something that God can only do, and you can't even whip it up. Because we can have great meaning and have the Holy Spirit with us, but what's reformed? What's revived? What does it look like when Jesus is just predominant over every single thing, and it just trumps everything, overpowers everything because of who he is in the room? It's reformation. And I'm encouraging you tonight because he doesn't want us. It says this, that when Nehemiah was there, he grieved bitterly. Listen, we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. We desire the things of the Spirit. You desire the gifts of the Spirit. You desire what God's about to pour out on your life. You want it because you desire those things. It says the covet. Covet. What? Covet gifts, especially that you would prophesy. That's not, that's not like, you might want this. No, you want it. I promise you, you want it. And you're going to, we'll go back to Judah. You're going to be lion-like and using it. And you're going to be a good steward about how it's released. And you're going to let it sit on your life and marinate you so that you begin to look more and more like him. Because it's about looking like Jesus, not about looking, building some kingdom for ourselves. Dragon off my ear. Sorry. Thanks, everyone on television. <laughs> You're looking, right? Whatever grieves the Holy Spirit, you want out. So even tonight, right, we want out in whatever God's pointing on. Because I know as I'm speaking, people are starting to think through things, right? We start going through our stuff. Like, not to be, there's no condemnation in Christ. It's the fullness of who he is he's about to encounter. You're about to encounter him, and the fullness of who he is is coming in. And when you encounter him, he says, ah, that's got to go, that's got to go, that's got to go. It's not a big deal, Right? Reformation. We're reformed to look like him. Yeah? So I'm just going to touch on a couple things. So in the midst of this, I see the angelic hosts ripping apart the powers of darkness. I see the ship coming in and Jesus at the helm. And he's telling me, I'm, I'm about to release all the provision of what you've been believing for. I'm about to release it to the entire body of Christ. Things that you guys could not even think or fathom imaginable, I'm about to release. And so I like that. Come on. Because he's generous. I'm going back to generosity. Because he's really good and he wants you to receive the things that he, of the Spirit. He wants you to receive the things for your, for your life and wisdom. Come on, wisdom from above. Because you cannot do it without wisdom. And I need revelation and the wisdom to uncover it and open it up, right? That's why the times and the season, that's what, they, that's what Issachar lived out of the anointing of, wisdom. Get it? Knowing the times and the seasons. 
Because without knowing the time and not without knowing the season, you can't get there. You'll miss it. Like the train will go by. You know what I mean? And then you'll get the next one because it's a commute, like a commuter. Come on, God will give you another chance. So then you got to see it coming and you got to get on the right. Come on, the door will open. Don't stand there and go, uh, uh, uh. No, you jump in. It's like ding, ding. You want to bet on the T, right? It's the same thing with God, right? He comes by and he says, you want to get in? Because I'm about to go someplace. And we sometimes we go, I'm not sure. Are you speaking to me? Doors are wide open. Get in. Just get in. What's it going to do? It's going to send you up a couple blocks. We'd be like, oops. You know, and God's not wringing his hands figuring, trying to figure out if he did it right. You understand what I'm saying? Seriously. So I just want you to be encouraged tonight to do this, to step into what God, it's so good. Like, he's amazing. And he wants us not to be completely, like, dull. Like, he wants you to be sharp. He wants you to know. He wants this laser-like sharpness to be on your life. And if you don't have it, you ask for it. Anyone who doesn't have it, you ask. I know. I don't, it does say that somewhere in the Bible. If we have not, we ask not. We, we need to ask. We, have, we don't have because we don't ask. And so tonight we'll ask. You ask for whatever. God, whatever you want to pull out, get rid of it. But God, would, I want to know what commuter line I need to be on. Silver would be good. Redemption. Red's good, too. You understand what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit wants to unravel all this for us. So then I saw the Lord, and I know, because it comes right, right out of Revelation chapter 2, where we see him in the, in the midst of the lampstands, and I see him pick up all these lampstands. And I thought, seven, <laughs> right? He steps in the midst of the seven lampstands. And he begins to take the lampstands and they throw them and they keep multiplying. I'm like, is that, wait a minute, is that in my Bible? Like they multiply. As he's throwing them, they turn into more and be thrown and land all over the earth. Why? Because the fullness of what he has, he's calling us to believe that he's going to cast those things and it casts a net over the whole earth. Remember how I said I saw the power of darkness cut. It was like a net. It was cut over the earth. Well, God, right, we live in the days of the last days outpouring. You know that, right? Anyone who doesn't know that, we'll pray for you. No, seriously, because we are in the last days outpouring. We are in it, right? And the powers of darkness are being cut because I know that, because the Word says that, right? He's overcome everything. He is the overcomer, and he lives inside of you. And there's not one thing that can separate you from, the, his, from his love. Not one thing. So be encouraged tonight that God's about to cut all the things that are holding anything over you. It's going to open wide tonight. I believe that. I believe that. If we were ready to believe and receive, we'll take it. Just take it. And I don't want it to be like, okay, we got it. I want you to walk it out. I want you to walk it out like with that, that lion-like attitude, like I'm ferocious and I'm going after it. And I know, God, what you said to me, and I know how you spoke it to me, and I know he sometimes will speak gentle, but then when it, the revelation comes, you're like, whoa, I can do this. 
Like sometimes in worship, I just want to just jump through the ceiling if I could. Right? I just want to jump through and break out because there's things that he wants to move us into that you can't do just sitting on the earth. What am I saying? I'm saying you need to position yourself in Colossians, looking at things above and not beneath. That your eyes need to be set on the things of, of God, and when he opens those things up, you know what to do because it comes from heaven. So then I saw him throwing these, and it all became another, it became another net. But this net was the fullness of who he was, and it was going all over the earth. It was just multiplying. And I thought about seven. Seven is fullness. Seven is completion. Seven is it. It's the seven spirits of God, not just the seven spirits of God, meaning Isaiah 11. It's the fullness of who he is being released all over the earth. And he's looking for someone who will jump in and let him jump inside of you to release what's happening around you. Because you have in you Christ, the hope of glory. I'm just going to finish with this scripture. Because this is what I think he gave me for a fresh new promise. You already heard it before. It's in Acts chapter 2. And I'm taking it from the Old Testament. Because he never changes. Right? Joel 2, 18 and 19 says, The Lord will be zealous for his land. Why was Nehemiah rebuilding? Because the Lord was zealous for his land. And he has pity on his people. That means mercy. And the Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I send you grain and new wine and oil that you will be satisfied them and no one will, long, will any longer make you a reproach. Yeah? The Spirit of God, right? Holy Spirit, we thank you. verse the other day and it exploded in my spirit but it was Paul Paul at the end of the book of Acts here's what happened it says that he was preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence no one forbidding him read it out of the passion too he continued to proclaim to all the truths of God's kingdom realm how many know we live out of a different realm 
as God's realm. Teaching them about the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, speaking triumphantly without any restriction. I keep hearing testimonies. I'm watching people who will be coming here that are going to the nations, right? And there's just this unprecedented outpouring. And I don't know about you, but if he can do it in Africa and he can do it in India, and he can do it wherever else, he can do it here. He continued to proclaim to them all the truths of God's kingdom realm, teaching them about the Lord Jesus and the anointed one, speaking triumphantly and without any restriction. How many want to speak? How many want to just begin to step out in God's presence without any restrictions? There's something that God wants to do. The angelic realm is already positioned. (laughs) It's all done. That's what Jesus told me. It was finished. He did it all. And I know we deal with contending all kinds of things, right? Things happening all around us. Situations. People going through tragedy. But listen, God's pulling us above that that we live out of this place where there's no restriction. I don't know about you, but tonight I'm asking the Lord for new wine, new oil, in the place where things have been in the way of what God wants to put in the storehouse. The storehouse is you. Hello. Do you know that? You are the storehouse of God. You are the place where God's going to put his presence. You are the place where he wants to dwell. All provision is to be put inside of you. (laughs) Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, you are the place where he wants to store everything. Yes, it comes from him. But if you abide in me and I abide in you, then come on, your word, everything that your word says should abide through me and move through me. His abiding presence and who he is is going to flow through you in a brand new way tonight. Are you believing that? Come on, don't get to the door and say, I don't know if I'm getting on. I want you to get on because God wants to release that over your life. I know the Lord gave me this, but today, when he gave it to me, I didn't know. I'm like, what is all this? Like revelation blows my mind because I just want to stay in it. I'd revelate all day. Come on, just give me revelation, God. Then you got to do something. You got to release it. Right? The Lord wants to release it to your life so it changes you. And He wants to release it to my life so it changes me on the inside. So I believe that this is the truth that when He comes, that the nets are broken and He releases a new net over you. Because who wants to be captive by anything else other than Jesus? Listen, the the net that the Lord wants to release over your life is not going to constrict you. (laughs) It's not going to, it's going to keep you captive to his heart. That's it. And that's the thing we need to understand. God's trying to captivate our lives in such a way that we live out of the place where we are completely captivated by his face, by who he is, and nothing else. That all the storehouse from heaven is released to your life. And you can call upon it whenever you need to. 
That's huge if we get it. That's huge if it can go right in here. No hindrance, not missing one thing. Something fresh for you. And don't think, well, it's just another service. Yeah, he gets all worked up every week. No, I'm telling you, there's something to receive tonight. Something to receive every week if we have the faith to step into it. So let's stand. Stand with me. We'll do something. God, we just thank you for the new wine. We thank you for the new oil. Spirit, we just thank you. Just lift your hands up because God's going to release it for us. I think some of, you know, sometimes people are going to want to come and get it, and I think you should tonight. I think you should come get something because I feel it's, it's in the atmosphere and it's ready to be released, but we don't want to be hindered by one thing. There's no hindrance tonight. And Lord, I thank you for your net. I thank you for cutting all the nets of darkness over every person in this room right now. Now just get in the spirit of God. Just begin to speak to the Lord. Just begin to commune with God. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We worship you. We honor you. We thank you for what you're about to do in these moments. We have great faith to receive, to be touched by your spirit in these moments. God, nothing's going to hinder what you're about to do. We take authority over anything that would get in the way. And we thank you, Father, for your life inside of us. Lord, we give you all the access to us right now. And Lord, we remove things right now, corporately. Anything that's in the place of where the provision storehouse is. Lord, anything that's inside of us that's blocking the true provision of God in our lives. The true generosity of who you are. Because the generosity of God wants to move through your life in incredible ways through wine, through oil, through the grain, and I'm telling you, he wants to replenish that area in your life tonight. So God, we thank you. We ask for all access, Father, right now. We give you access to ourselves. We thank you that it's by the blood we step in, we move into the holy place. There's nothing that holds us back tonight. And so we honor you and we thank you, Father, for what you're about to do. We thank you for the grace of God. We thank you for the love of God. We thank you for the power of heaven. We thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke, every, every yoke. 